Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win it. We all have days where we step right in it. Here's my own mistake. Welcome to My Own Mistake, a podcast about mistakes people make shared by the people who made them. You're your hosts, Stacey Kimball and Christy Spatterford. Hi, Christy. Hello, Stacy. How are you on this glorious day? I think I'm well. It's midweek. I, I don't really know what day or time it is, but, you know, as long as those well, you things have aren't required, I'm good. You, you, that'll, that'll last till they're, to your children, you know, I don't know, never. <laughs> Once you have children, you always have children. You never know what day it is, mm-hmm. is my theory here on that one. Um, uh, but I have good news. Yeah? Good news. Yeah. It is cooling down in Arizona. Oh, I'm so happy for it you. It is. It's down in the 90s. It's going to be down in the 90s here Excellent. for a few days, and we are very grateful for that. And Arizona brings us many good things, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like our guest today, <gasps> Mr. Adam Bullock, who yeah. is... Hey, Adam, have say hello. Hello. Hello, Adam. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Goofball. <laughs> Adam, are you a Phoenix native? Did you uh, grow up here? No, not originally, but I've been in Arizona since about summer of 2001. Oh, that's a, while. a That's a while. That's a while then. You, you considered a native, I guess, at that point. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> well, we're all grateful. Anyway, we're, I was just admiring his... Um, ventilation system in his booth here before we got started because everybody needs my ventilation system is a door i open so fancy i'm a little (laughs) jealous of that i know i know it's very fancy speaking of fancy adam Mm -hmm. it's time for you to step under the dome of disclosure bum 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 is it you mean this dome, my noggin, or the actual metaphorical dome? I like metaphorical dome. We'll make sure there's we'll make sure there's a good photo of your own dome. The prom dome. <laughs> that sounds like it should be a they might be giant song or something. The metaphorical dome. It could happen. Good. It could happen. So what is your own mistake? Well, there's too many to go under this category, but my own mistake is that, you know, in voiceover, as we both know, you can't rush certain aspects of it too soon or else you're going to end up wasting either a lot of time or a lot of money or just going through some hard lessons. I mean, there's there's a lot of little examples I could go over, but, you know, I think it's just that, you know, even though we're all excited in the beginning to get this voiceover career started, like you just can't rush into certain aspects. Like, you know, you can't rush right. into getting like your home studio built. Like, for example... In the beginning, in like around 2016, when we first started getting trading and all that, I got so excited that uh, I went to Home Depot. You know, you know, I already had a microphone, but I went to Home Depot, got some plywood. I bought some acoustic foam from online, and I literally built a box within a box uh, studio, which means I put a box inside of a closet, which is already sound-treated to an extent and uh yeah that was a mistake i wish i didn't do it could have say 300 dollars later um and there's other aspects to it but i mean that's the genesis of what my uh subject is now you focus mainly on animation is that right animation but i also do you know specialize in like you know video games commercial podcasting you know some 
uh, e-learning, which I'm trying to get, you know, into, you know, because obviously it pays, you know, a little bit more on the regular. But, um, yeah, mostly a lot of character work because I have a big background in doing character-based performances. Are you an actor? Were you trained stage actor? Did you do any stage acting? Yeah, I've done some stage acting in, like, local theater, not just in Arizona, but in other places. Um, but most of, like, my my you know, live acting stuff as far as like on a stage has been within like I've done puppetry on and off, you know, since like I got mm-hmm. to Arizona, you know, and that helped me get into the mindset of creating a character. But I've also been involved in like at least one season at the Arizona Renaissance Festival. I've done at least six to seven years worth at a local haunted house in Arizona. Ooh. And yeah, that's a whole another story in itself because that also helped with you know certain aspects of voiceover, and um, but I've also had stuff you know my hands in like graphic design, photography, and just mm-hmm. overall I have a very creative, detailed mindset, and it's very different from others, but that's what makes me so great at what I do. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you are very great at what you do. I met Adam. Uh, he's in charge of an Arizona group on Facebook, uh, a little Arizona, what do you call it's it? It's Arizona a voice actors. Right. And um, he's in charge of that. So he'd set up a lunch and we went, I went to the lunch and Adam and I were the only ones there. I know. So, but we had a great time. <laughs> oh, I know was that was in Tempe. Be. It was, it was. And we've become friends since then. And um, I just, you just seemed like such a pro at what you were doing. I can't imagine that there was ever a moment when you said to yourself, oh, I mean, maybe jumped into that too quick. No, I was going to say, well, I was say I jumped into too quick, but I mean, it's like I've always had this aspiration to do voiceover for such a long time, ever since I was like in high school. But, you know, I only really started pursuing it since, like I said, about since 2016. But, you know, it's obviously things happen in life and you can't rush things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, do I wish I would have gotten training when I was right in high school or about to leave high school? Yeah, of course. And I've already would have had a full-time career up to now, a very long career. Did the aspect of rushing in, because I think of times when I'm like in a hurry with not just with voiceover, but with anything and how it almost never pays off for me to be in the hurry. And if I just slowed down and took a breath, then, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten pulled over by the cop and I would have gotten there sooner anyway. (laughs) Um, So are there any like specific mistakes? Like I'm thinking of when I recorded my demo and one of my demos and uh, the person that was recording said, just slow down. Like (laughs) you sound panicked. Um, Is there anything specific that 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 with yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. No, no. I mean, it's funny you bring up. Like, one of the examples I guess I could bring up is, yeah, it comes to the demo, you know. But I think as all of us here know is that, you know, when it comes to demos, well, number one, they're very expensive. Two, they take time to create and build. And um, in the beginning, beginning, I mean, you don't need to have a demo right away, especially for those young voice actors or new voice actors who are listening to this podcast of yours. You don't need it right away. You know, you just mm-hmm. need a very basic setup to start coaching. But when it comes to demos, like say, for example, like, you know, current animation demo, it's a good demo and I'm glad I have it. You know, I think it's helped me in many ways. But without going to the a lot of nitty gritty details, let's just say um, I may have rushed into it in certain aspects for how it was created because it was partially created, you know, with me writing the scripts and someone else writing the scripts and then someone else doing audio engineering, and then someone else doing the directing of uh, the demo. 
and I got really great direction during the demo process and even did, you know, had fun, you know, doing the characters. But when I listen back to it now, as time has gone past, I'm not as impressed with it as I thought I mm. was, and especially what I had envisioned for the demo to be. But luckily, you know, through networking and knowing through Stacy, I'm now connected with Malik Berger, you know, who's one of Stacy's coaches and also is a mm-hmm. demo producer. So I'm in the midst of getting a animation demo 2.0 being created Wonderful. right now. We're not done, we're not done with it yet, but it's definitely I think it's going to be the demo I should have had a couple years ago if mm-hmm. I had not rushed. And I would say I also I didn't I shouldn't have rushed the, you know getting my first animation demo just because like if I had done it the proper way, meaning getting somebody that's going to write the scripts, direct you and also do it for you as far as producing it and creating it, then I think I would have had probably even more auditions, probably would have landed an agent, big agent, you know, a couple of years ago, had I had waited and even probably spent, you know, a, you know, $1,000 less, you know, if I had just waited or if I had just saved up money, I could have gotten the demo that I should have had. So mm-hmm. really, that's my, my main big example for that topic today. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see I can see that, and I under I, I get that totally. I think the same thing is just mm-hmm. take your time and, you know, do what you can at the time you can do it. But always be looking. You know, what is it? Pray for sunshine. Always be prepared for rain. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to keep going after the sunshine, going after it, going after it, and upgrading and doing the best you can. And you've certainly done that. I know Malik is very impressed with you. Yeah. She well, loves you. Stop! Too. Stop! You're making me blush. Well, and we've said before, you know, you have to start somewhere. Like your first demo isn't going to be, hopefully isn't your best demo ever. I mean. Right. No. <laughs> the cringe demo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard really great advice. I think it was at the One Voice conference. And I think this was from Randall Ryan. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was because he was um, talking about. Um, if you choose to do a video game demo, um, which is a genre I don't do and didn't think I had any interest in until I went to that workshop and went, oh, oh fun. <laughs> um, and he said, so, you know, first of all, take your time getting it. Make sure you do it right. Make sure you have something you're really happy with. But then once you get the demo don't send it out right away. He said, you know, what happens so often is we're so excited to get this thing and we, we it's all shiny and new and we send it off to everybody. <laughs> and then you start hearing the things that maybe you wish you'd done a little differently. He's, so his advice, I think this I think this was from him, was to sit on it a couple of weeks um, yeah. and really kind of let yeah. it sit uh, yeah. with you first. And then make, you know, make sure you were really completely happy with it because any demo producer worth their salt is going to want you to be completely happy with it as well, I think, and and make any changes you request. And that's exactly what happened to me with my very first commercial demo. Right. I sent it out too soon, started hearing bad feedback, and I went back to the producer and I said, you know, I've gotten some really bad feedback. This was six months later. And he said, absolutely, mistake my part, we will remake it. So really look into who your demo producer mm-hmm. is. Anybody worth their salt is going to is going to fix anything you're not happy yeah. with. Totally. Yeah. 
And especially you got to have fun doing the recording session too, yes. especially with the scripts they pull for you. Yeah. Because they may think, well, their voice is best fit for this type of character or this type of topic or product or whatever you're doing, if it's commercial or animation. It's like if you're not having fun doing the performance, mm-hmm. you can tell that later. Like I said, when I listen to my animation demo later, either weeks later or months later, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I have my enthusiasm there, but it's not Adam fun. It's not Adam's mm. natural energy that he brings when he's just being him doing his characters or whatever. So mm. I'm like, that's something, you know, that I expressed to Malik, you know, during our demo discussion or brainstorm session is that I want to make sure these characters are ones that I actually have fun doing because that's when my best stuff comes out. And that's what she heard mm-hmm. when I was at this, you know, recent little, uh, you was what was that? What was that actual workshop called, Stacy? That you you introduced me to? Um, oh, and, oh, that's Malik Berger and uh, Portia Scott's casting director series. It's part of Burgers Reels LA. That's her uh, workout coaching demo building business. She does all kinds of <laughs> wonderful things for voice actors. Which I think mm-hmm. you found out. However, <laughs> go ahead. What were you going to say before? Oh, no, I was just going to say, so, like, you know, to, to relate as an example with what I mean by having fun. So, like, you know, she sent me a bunch of scripts and so she did everyone else. And uh, I just, uh, you know, it's weird. I picked I picked three scripts, kind of rehearsed them the day before. Not, like, you know, a lot, but enough. And at first I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this one because, you know, this one I could do very funny. I could do this properly without much instruction but then when it came close to my turn i'm just like my my instincts are like no 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 you're you know you're not gonna have as much fun and be your goofy self so literally i think the person was going before me which is martha khan i was like okay you know you know what i'm gonna switch it so i switched out the script that was gonna be my number two script to be my number one script and that's the one that you know malik and all of them really liked because I was being my natural funny self and I was using an even an altered version of a voice that I created myself, but just really lived in it. Even like as they were giving me instruction, I just was staying in character for the most part. And um, they really liked that because like, wow, you really embody the character, that kind of thing. That really imp- impressed them. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, so there's something to it. It's the old it's the old adage lots of people can do funny voices mm-hmm. but not a lot of people have the acting ability to inhabit those characters and bring them to life in audio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where you excel extremely I think again you know, just stroking my ego stop <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all it's you, you're, it's just a podcast, Adam. You're 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 still, you know. I'm still. We'll, we'll knock you down a peg by the end. What? <laughs> oh, thanks. I feel so happy. <laughs> We're for people whose self-esteem is too high. Like we just come oh, in. Oh, good. Oh, good. How is it? As it should be. <laughs> are you doing any? Are you doing any Halloweening? Are you doing any of your Halloween stuff? Or are you too busy? Um. Well, I, honestly, you know, well through. Separate stories for another time outside the podcast. No, I'm not going to be participating in any local haunted houses this year. Um, I did for like about two years, helped out like a smaller little haunted house, you know, but and I'm not going to even participate in the bigger haunted houses that I did work for. I mean, it's fun work, but it's just I'll just say there's a lot of drama, 
even with the in those organizations, oh, I'm sure just like any imagine. organization. But I would say as a positive, <laughs> that's one of the many things that helped me gain the confidence to be weird, mm. to be a character. You know, because when you work in a haunted house, you know, you have like, just like when people listen to your auditions, you have like 10 to 30 seconds of time with them. In this case, when they're walking through the haunted house to scare them. And then they're on to the next section of the haunted house, you know. And so you have to be like always on the ball. But also you have to be okay with acting outrageous and not care what they think, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's like, for example, that's exactly what I did. You know, during that, you know, that Reels L.A. session with all them was that, you know, at first, you know, my typical self would have been like, okay, do the character lines, then be normal when they're doing the critiques with you. But I was like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, F it. You know, I'm just going to be my weird self and not care. And that's what really impressed them, you know, but you have to be like when you do character work, I should say, you have to be okay with being weird, even though we're in these like little boxes or uh, uh, closets or whatever you want to call our home studios. And it's, you know, we don't have an audience. You still have to be okay with acting in front of people on Zoom or acting by yourself. And you can't be too hard on yourself because the mic can pick that up. You know, I think being isolated in the weird little boxes actually leads to more weirdness for me. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, you know, um, You behave in a more acceptable way, maybe around other people, or at least I do. Um, But I think even (laughs) not with character work, like I think with the emphasis now that so much of it is on, we want an authentic read. We want a real person. Real people are weird. And, you know, it's, I think sometimes I really do record an audition and go, oh, that one sounds really like me um and i'm not always sure that's a good thing but those are usually the ones that book me work those are the ones <laughs> yep those are the jobs you get when you're as, as authentically you as you can be and possibly. it doesn't sound I know. like a voice actor <laughs> it's not dignified the way to we're go. all very dignified well I, and i think you know malik has she always says um when we are in the, the her tuesday night class um, this is a safe space to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything other than that. This is a safe space, a good place to fall. And you really have to, you really have to learn to embrace that when you're sitting in a zoom session with 10 other people, mm-hmm. you have to really take that to heart and embrace that. That's a hard part, no matter if you're weird and in your booth or not, but it's also well known that you can't get fired from a job you don't have. Yep. So go for it when you audition. Just go for it. You're not going to get fired. What's the worst that can happen? That's when you start becoming more authentically you, I think. But that's mm-hmm. the thing. Wasn't a lot of people I've heard say, even when you do auditions, is that, you know, you may be super critical of yourself. You may think, okay, is this does this take good better than that take? But it's like we just have to put the takes together and send them out into the ether. And we don't know... If it's going to stick or not, we don't get the feedback Mm -hmm. from those auditions. You know, we might hear back from them, but if we do, it's either a couple days later, it's weeks later, maybe it's six months later. We don't know. And we can't think that we're bad actors because we don't think, you know, you know, we're going to get the role. We don't hear we get feedback from it. We just have to do it. And as long as we keep on doing something, something will manifest from it. Either it's experience or it's a job. Well, and it manifesting experience is not insignificant. Like, it's so easy to just kind of brush that aside. But that's a huge part of the process. Mm-hmm. 
It is a bigger part of the process than anything is the manifesting experience. And when I tell people from the theater world who are used to going to auditions and being rejected right then and there, you leave your resume you. on the piano, don't call us, don't call you, thank <laughs> you. Um, after you've lived through that for several years, this being rejected without a face is a piece of cake. Yes. I don't care, reject and, me. And then just to not hold on to them, you know, don't expect to hear anything back. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Sure. Let it go. Let it fly. Adam, oh, gosh, I can't believe our time has come to oh an end. Oh my gosh, it has already. Wow. It's so soon. I know. I know. I know. So soon. Thank we'll you, have Adam. you back it's again. Great to have you here. I keep telling him he needs to go to one of the conferences. Yes. You should I have here. been to it's conferences, crazy. but it's been since 2019. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Soon. I think soon. they've changed a lot. I think they've they've changed uh, they're they're changing a lot. I think the conferences mm-hmm. are becoming, you know, a little more um, smoothed out. Maybe I think COVID did a lot for people who realize I need people mm-hmm. who know what I'm doing around I me. I have to be you know, human just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a robot. I'm a machine. Well, thank you for being with us today. Of course. Yep. Thank you guys thank for inviting you. me. All right, Stacy. All right, Christy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye! Thanks for listening to My Own Mistake with Christy Spadafor and Stacy Kimball. I'm Vince Yuri, and I hope that you'll join us next time to hear more stories about more mistakes. <laughs>